Good evening, Jowsey. Good evening, Philip. How are you, sir? Good. Felt better. But good. You uh, came out the uh, little uh, box of the comfort zone today, didn't you, mate? Uh, the comfort of the couch. Yeah, the comfort of the, <laughs> the, the podcast couch, as yeah. it's now being called. Hey, um, tell our listeners what you've been up to today. Uh, well, I'm still sat here in my sexy spandex. Um, I've been out, had the helmet on, cleats on for the first time, and I've been on a road bike. Clicked in, spinning, spinning and winning. Turning and burning. That's all they say. <laughs> None of the clanging and banging. Hey, you were turning and it was burning. It was. That it was. That was actually, it was weird. That was the, seeing my heart rate high, but actually feeling, yeah, I say okay. It was the legs screaming more than the, uh, but than you the set a new max heart rate today, didn't you, mate? I did. I did. First time it's seen north of 190. So does that mean so, you just not trained hard enough in normal life, or was it just because it was a completely new stimulus for you today? Do you think that it was that hard? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Both. Uh, it's been a while since I've been in that training hard uh, zone. That's a long story. So today, or this evening's podcast, yeah, um, is squatting. Yep. Um, I use squatting sparingly in endurance sports it comes up occasionally yeah. where the opposite to that is you use squatting every day in all different circumstances at all different times yeah um, how important or how you know, how important is the squat to CrossFit oh it's vital like it's on a competition weekend like that squat the squat will come up in some form, uh, be it Olympic weightlifting, squatting, snatching, clean and jerking. Could just be a wall ball, which is yeah. uh, squatting, throwing a medicine ball uh, up to a target above head at the top of each one and catching it. Uh, could be a thruster, which is similar action to the wall ball, but a squat and a press combined. Yeah. Um, could just be an air squat, just the body weight. Yeah. Um, could be heavy. Could be a back squat, a front squat, an overhead squat, all for lifting, well, varying loads. Sometimes lifting max, sometimes sub max. Um, yeah, just varies on the the comp. That's the thing with CrossFit. It's preparing for the the competition is unknown. Yeah, uh, you don't know what you're gonna have to do on that weekend. But so many, uh, so many of the, as I'm understanding, so many of the the exercises chosen. Uh, in the competition are based or have a squat element to them that it's prudent to be good at squatting yes and by good yeah I mean we can talk about good in two ways there Uh, we've obviously got the good as in the ability to shift a lot of load um, because some of the some of the events are obviously yet scored on how much load you can lift like the snatch and the clean and jerker are generally done uh, for max loads in competitions or even as like ladder formats where the weights ascend up and you've got quite quite um, high repetitions there. Or <coughs> we could obviously always say good as in just how the squat looks because that's 
probably one of the the biggest keys um, in CrossFit. Everyone gets caught up in the how heavy it is because of that competition element. And sometimes, some people, not everyone, um, they get they get kind of uh, forget about squatting well because if you aren't squatting efficiently and the volume of squats that are in in a competition and accumulatively over the week, then if you are constantly squatting in a bad position inefficiently, then you are opening yourself up, depending on the programming, depending on your own programming, whoever that is, for an injury. Yeah. Um, so how well you squat, as in the execution of, is uh, is key to, to, to staying healthy and keeping making those marginal gains week on week rather than the the uh, huge gains that people kind of want immediately. So mechanics of the squat are different, right? From squat to squat. Yes, where the where the bar is will will change the uh, will change the center of mass slightly. Um, so where that weight is sitting over the, over the foot, so the the muscle recruitment will change uh, ever so slightly, um, depending on why the bar is. But in the the feet are very fairly consistent, or should be. Okay. The Olympic lifts can obviously be a little bit different because uh, your feet are moving into position. Yeah. So especially if you're doing a a high rep workout. Uh, with Olympic lifts, yeah. then as you get tired, those that footwork might uh, obviously start to become a little bit um, compromised, and yeah. you might end up in little bits of uh, different foot positions, which obviously will change the sequence, which muscles, sequencing of muscles, which ones are working slightly more, slightly less, purely depending on a foot position. Yeah. Like, that changes a lot. Yeah. Uh, foot positions will will change which muscles are recruiting. Yeah, so the sequence. Yeah. Okay, so the sequence at which muscles are coming on and off. Yes. We know feels. Yeah. Okay, so, so, okay, so, <clears throat> so we've established that the squat is in everything. It's crucial to yep. to survival, and because squats in everything, it's possibly overused, um, or we see a lot of injuries. Yeah. Because of the sort of dominance of the squat and people doing so much squatting, but potentially with you say focus on the overcoming more weight rather than moving with better mechanics yes yeah that's right so what can go wrong with a squat then is, is the obvious question to ask now is the next question and what we hopefully are all asking as we're listening is okay if it's not about weight yep. it's not about overcoming weight and you say it's about the quality of the squat define the quality of the squat and let's take a back squat to start with and it's just possibly the easiest yeah. define the quality of a squat define a good squat for us um, and then if you could from there go into what then would you define as not a good squat as in what's a bad squat what, what are the common let's say the four common faults you see in, in a squat I think the most important thing uh on any squat as in this is this is the goal I have for my athletes and the people that I work with 
is for them to be able to squat with the feet straight. Okay. I'd say is that, I mean, there'll be a whole new debate and that'll just, people will be, uh, especially the Olympic lifters and uh, the people like powerlifters and stuff that will say, oh no, we squat with heavier with toes out. Uh, that's the way they train. Um, toes are out, it allows more, they feel more comfortable. They can yeah. sit into the squat more because it creates more muscular space to sit down. Yeah. Um, generally, the powerlifter is obviously a bigger, bigger, stronger guy uh, and probably hasn't put much effort into maintaining hip range. So that will make him feel more comfortable. And if you feel comfortable in the squat, then you are more likely to, to shift more loads. But taking kind of that to the side there, there's a difference between the powerlifting training and squat training and uh, CrossFit training. Mm. Like the amount of volume, like because volume and intensity are obviously the common terms in training programs, but the volume and intensity from sport to sport is completely different. So what happens a lot in CrossFit with programming is they might they will look at the programs of the people that lift the heaviest um that lift the heaviest the power lifters the the olympic lifters relative to relative to body weight um are obviously ridiculously strong um uh, in comparison well i don't know the exact stats but uh when you compare the lighter olympic lifter he shifts an awful lot of load um compared to the heavier power lifter it's yeah. probably relatively uh relative uh, strength is similar um but the amount of repetitions that they're required to do are a lot less in in their sport so volume for them could be a set of 10 like that's considered a volume session so obviously that varies person to person within within the sport as well but whereas a crossfitter he might be applying that powerlifting program or that Olympic lifting squatting program within his within his program, but then on top of that, the CrossFitter then has a whole load of squats to do in his wads, depending on the program. They might have 150, 300 wall balls to do on one day, followed by some thrusters another day, followed by um, high rep snatching in another workout. So they are the amount of squatting that they're they're doing in comparison is completely worlds apart. So for me, back to the feet straight, it's that thing of feet straight allows the body to squat more symmetrically. Because if you look down at your feet when you're squatting, so if everyone the next time you're in the gym, just look down at your feet, and if you squat with toes out, you'll probably notice that one's foot will be ever so slightly turned out more than the other one. And that will create a slight shift towards one side in the squat. And squat on squat, rep on rep, that you are building and creating a different muscle sequencing pattern from leg to leg. The amount of reps that the CrossFitter does, that's going to make a lot bigger difference accumulatively over time to them so we want to kind of reduce that risk by making sure they can squat with the feet straight and I get my guys to train with feet straight competition day free for all 
Go do what, get the job done, go do what you need to do, go in the comfortable position. But training, we stay safe. Okay, so a couple of questions. Yeah. Um, first one being, um, danced a little bit there, mate. Um, yeah. Is it more efficient? Will you shift more load if you can learn to squat with your feet straight? Yes. Good. Yes or no answer? Yes. Good answer, but yes or no answer. Is it better to squat toe straight? Yes, it is. Okay. Um, next uh, next question. You mentioned that there's that variance with toes out, that you'll have one foot yeah. further than the other. I mean, whether the toes out or toes in, if there's one leg that's stiffer or tighter yeah. than the other, you'll have that same. So that's not exclusive to just be a toes out. So how do you... How do you manage that with your athletes? Do you use cueing or marking, or do you draw lines, or, or do you, I mean, how do you how do you ensure that that they're not um, they're not twisting one foot out further than another, even though you're asking them to have toes in? If you see what I mean, I mean that must be just as much of a problem with toes in as toes out that they've yes. got variances yeah. from left to right. Um, yeah. So how, what, what are you doing there? But well, it's then assessing the person, assessing the person, and figuring out why that foot is turning out. Is it purely could be literally just programming, patterning the body's shifting towards the path of least resistance, what it knows, what it can recruit, could be as simple as just train it. Train it to be in the different position. Your body's just finding that path. Or it could be a restriction. Could be a restriction in the hip, and that could be a number of factors. Glutes are a big one, like looking at glute range, seeing how that goes will, will help a lot. Um... But yeah, obviously the other, there's a lot of muscles that restrict internal rotation um, and stop it from being able to happen. So finding and assessing assessing those will enable the body to be able to achieve it more. Okay, so so our initial question was, you know, define the squat, define what's a good squat. So the first thing you're looking for is feet straight. Yeah. Um, what next are you looking for? What's the next? What's the next step in the process? Feet straight, then where the knees go. Do, okay. the, do the knees follow the feet? Okay. Yes or no? And then obviously the knees, the knees are just a hole. Yeah. They're, they're just a space in the middle of the leg. So they will only go where the feet or hip tell them to. So once the feet are straight, I then want to check, well, where is the knee going? Is it, is it being pulled outwards? Is it falling inwards? Because we, we want it to go in. That is the most powerful position. My internal rotation allows that glute to come in Create all, create all the elastic load to explode and power you out of that squat. So we want it to come in. We obviously don't want it to fall in and cave in without control, but we don't want it to be going out because if it's going out, we're, we're leaking energy. In, in the laws of physics, we'll leak energy, but then from a muscular standpoint, then the glutes are not supporting the, supporting the body in that, in that hole at the bottom of the uh, at the bottom of the squat. Okay. Um, you mentioned um, knees and yeah. the positions of the knees um, and where they're going. Yeah. Uh, and you want them following the toes. Following the toe, heading towards the big toe. 
Okay, heading towards me to slightly inwards to yeah. to activate the glutes. Yeah, good. Um, and just you touched on a couple of things like load to explode and stuff like that. Yeah. If listeners aren't sure what we're talking about there, they, we can just refer them to our muscle podcasts. Yes, we covered uh, that a lot. Um, in that. So we've talked yeah. a lot about what that means and everything else in there. If you guys just want to hear a little bit more about that uh, and what what Chelsea's talking about there in terms of muscles loading and exploding and how they control movement. Um, yeah, if you've got a spare hour or two, was that? Yeah. Uh, we we did. Uh, we got a bit. We started very uh, simplistically. For yeah. people that aren't familiar with muscle makeup and muscle function, and we kind of went through the history of development of muscles, so it's uh, starts slow, but then it gets juicy. So jump yeah. in, have a listen. Jump in, have a listen. Yeah. Uh, good. So we've done feet. You want the feet uh, straight. You want the yep. uh, you want the knees tracking just like the inwards uh, yeah. towards the big toe. Um, uh, what's, what what do you want to see from the hips? We want to see well. Obviously, well, if you if the knees tracking well, then we know the hips in in good, uh, good alignment. But we want that anterior rotation, yeah, of the pelvis, yeah, uh, staying for as long long as possible, um, because we know that when it gets below parallel, like it has to tilt, like there is there is no way, it can stay anteriorly rotated. It's an illusion that people will tell you that they're staying. Uh, that they're not tucking under. They've just got a very good ability to maintain that lumbar lumbar extension, yeah. Hyper, uh, hypermobility in the lower back. And yeah. uh, if, in fairness, the amount of people that I see can do it, a lot of them complain with lower back pain when they squat. So you can, so you actually can, you actually see somebody who has a, a straight back, someone who can go below parallel. Yeah. But when they're going below parallel, are they holding their pelvis in anterior rotation or are they just compensating with excessive motion from the lumbar spine? They're, they're compensating with the excessive motion of the lumbar so, spine. So it doesn't matter what... I mean, I mean I'm mean, i not I'm not a squatting expert, but logically yeah. I would say if the squat goes down, I can't see how there would be enough space in the joint yes. to, allow, to allow... Without bone, sort of hitting bone, and it would need to rotate outwards. Capture, capture pattern would dictate that, wouldn't it? Yeah, of course. Um, <coughs> like if we all, uh, if this, if you grab your own, if you grab your own fist with your hand on top, and from there, if you slide your fingers down your wrist, so that you are creating what would look like that anterior rotation of the pelvis. From there, as you start to sit down in the squat, the elbow will rise up. This is becoming very difficult to explain. Yeah, um, of course. But yeah, yeah. as you get into that deeper flexion, yeah. like if your pelvis was to stay still, yeah. like it doesn't because when we stand up, we're stood, most of us, majority of us, we're stood in anterior rotation. Yes. So because so we're stood in anterior rotation. Let's just yeah. confirm anterior rotation for listeners. So that's the pelvis rotated forwards. Rotated forwards, so, so imagine you're sticking your bum out. Great. So yeah. that's what we, when we say an anterior rotation, sticking your bum out. Yeah. Good. So you we're, we're stood with our backside stuck out slightly. From there, if that was to stay still and we were to travel downwards, as we get below, if that wasn't moving, as we start to get below parallel and the pelvis is dropping below the knee, if the pelvis was to stay anteriorly rotated, your femur would come out of the socket. Yeah. It would literally slide and hit the back of the joint. So... Obviously, the deepest layer is the capsule, the, the labrum of the hip. So as soon as that 
that bone is starting to move through that motion, there is tension on the capsule. So that tension dictates that there's too much tension coming on and just like a muscle, the capsule will protect the joint and it will then pull the pelvis under at the last minute. But I mean, the, the, the body would, I mean, the, as I can as I can think about it, the body would like to hold <coughs> would like to hold the neutral spine. It would like to keep yeah. it in that position because um, isn't isn't it right? We see that you don't see a gradual curling under. You usually see quite a violent sort of flick where it sort of comes under. It doesn't sort of gradually come. It just sort yeah. of it gets to a point where it just just yeah, it just, just goes. bails itself out. Yeah, uh, and 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 that's just simply because. Uh, well, why is that? Not normally just structure. Yeah, it literally just structurally yeah. whips under because yeah. it's getting to that range where it has to. Yeah. Um, I say that people get hypermobility in the lower back to be able to keep that anterior, uh, to keep the lumbar extension. But then what you're also getting, and a lot of the lower back pain will come from, if that spine hasn't moved and that pelvis is tucked under, we're getting that opening of the SI joint. Yeah. It's actually opening there, and there's a lot of stress going around the lower back there. So um, coaches at home that are listening. Yeah, um, they shouldn't be correcting the the rotation under in the squat. They should just be allowing it to go, and and that's a perfectly normal, natural thing that that everybody will do in a squat, and we're happy with that. Yeah, it's below parallel. Yes, yes. If it's happening early, then that's. If it's happening above parallel, then there's some structural, then, then there's some structural okay. mechanical issues that mean that's happening. That needs to be corrected okay. um, because then they're, they're too tucked under in the bottom and then there's too much loading on the, the lumbar spine, okay. um, albeit supported, stabilised by the and that spinal could, that couldn't be structural, perhaps, uh, that it's just that the person has a shallower or a deeper... As yes, a, as a tablum, um, yeah. at different points, it could also yeah. Was, there's yeah. there's all those things, and yeah. you will know that. But if you if based off assessment, like if we find some muscular things and then things aren't changing, nothing seems to be correcting it. Then maybe that's just yeah, that's that person's makeup, and uh, it's a little bit extreme to go for a scan to yeah, see why you can't yeah. squat properly. Yeah. Um, but squatting to your squatting to your body's mechanics important enough for some people, isn't it? Yeah, you exactly. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is obviously the the huge thing, and that's that's a big, uh, big question in itself. Of um, you relate this to any sport, and obviously, there's an optimal position for sport in performance, and in we're talking about squat, so let's keep it on the squat in being able to maintain uh, a more upright torso to be able to transfer force better through the hips. Um, from the weight, so that's that's the sporting ideal. Yeah. Um, then we've then got the thing of well, have we got the natural athlete, and based off the Chinese evidence, they're obviously doing all the testing, so selecting people for the sports, mm. and going, well, you are suited to squatting. Welcome to the world of Olympic lifting. Yeah. Because you are going to be in the perfect position to be able to transfer through the bar what we've then got is obviously the people that say from our country who love Olympic weightlifting get really good at it and yeah they're knocking on the door for the Olympics maybe they're not structurally designed to be able to achieve achieve that optimal sporting position 
perform maximal loading. There's then two options. The two options are, can we change them through training to be able to find that position, but this is going against their structural makeup. So create compensations to be able to achieve position. Yes, that's that can be done and you will see it done there, especially in the, the high-level athletes. Their bodies are so clever. If you want to drill something and teach something, their body will find that way of happening. The problem will come is that it's against structure. It's against their makeup. It's against their design. And you are then they're more exposed to injury because you're going against their natural structure. Great. So we've been through the feet. We've yeah. been through the knees, we've been through the hips, um, shoulders. What we're looking for from the sort of angle of the hip from the shoulders there. What what are you what are you looking for? What what position are you looking for there? You look where does the bar travel? Um, uh, the ideal thing is well on the back squats. We were talking about back squats. It's it's sitting over the middle of the middle of the feet. It's the center of gravity. Center of gravity. Right. Yeah. Good. Um, so 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 we sort of gone through there what about what about sort of left to right differences um i mean yes do we do everyone we... Co- yeah exactly most people uh, i've kind of started where most people stay so everyone kind of focuses on that uh a lot on side profile and then where the knees go and then yeah. it's missed we're, we're going back to the hips again really okay is a weight shift okay so um are they shifting and dominating down one side um, because then is that common? Is that common? That we it see is common. Should, yeah, yeah okay. it, it is common. Um, and obviously, that's this then gets into the the programming side of things, uh, the repping, the repping of the movement, um, which we've kind of talked about a little bit in previous um, previous po- podcasts. Um, we, yeah people constantly training this is that that thing on always training the squat and especially in crossfit you are the more reps you do the more you're reinforcing that my right leg is better than my left leg perfect so so that's the that's the uh, the mechanics of the squat yeah uh, we want we feet straight knees over the feet Hips not swaying left or right. Hips just going up and down. Um, bar over the central gravity. Not worry too much about the 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 hips tucking under. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I just want to. I just thought on the the whole world of weight shift and symmetry because a lot of people out there are like, oh, we're not symmetrical. We'll never be symmetrical. We're not symmetrical beings, and everything like that. But like I said we're talking about sport now. Um, and if I want to transfer force to a bar like the best way I I talk about is I've got a tennis ball in my hand and I want to bounce it as high as I can I throw it straight down to bounce straight back up again I don't want to throw it down on an angle so if someone is going into that squat and shifting over to the side then they're literally losing all that that vertical force from the squat. So they're literally just leaking energy out and they're missing kilos. It's a wonderful way of explaining it. Um, They're missing kilos from the squat. 
Um, so people saying we'll never be symmetrical is like, well, we need to, if it's a sport, we yeah. need to strive for it. Yeah, we need to go, right. yeah. We've got to go there. Yeah, exactly. Could. Will we ever be there? Maybe we won't. Right. Maybe that's a constant managing process right. because obviously we've got to manage. They have to squat. It has to come in the program and that's, that's the fun and games. But if we're always striving towards it, then we're making it, yeah. we're making it better. Good, okay, so we've been through the sort of mechanics of the squat, we've been yeah. through the understanding of the squat that we, 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 we need, to, there's some things to correct, there's a lot to correct there, yeah. um, and, and the understanding I think of that there's masses to correct and it isn't just a question of shouting knees in, knees right, left, yeah. there's, a lot of, there's a lot of training and programming now that needs to come from these things, so, so um, if you, you're, walking, you're looking at the squat and you can see, okay, uh, I've asked them to have the legs, the feet straight, and the right yeah. foot keeps turning out more than the left foot. Yeah. Um, or the right knee doesn't go where I'd like the right knee to go, or there's a total weight shift over to the right hand side, or they're crumpling forward with the bar, or you know, there's yeah. the many things that 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 we see or that you see. Um, what is the program design protocols now? So what do I, how do I uh, plan and structure that for myself? So I'm sitting at home, I'm, I, I have a, my friend film me from the front, film me from the back, and I see that I'm pushing my weight over onto the right leg or yeah. I'm pushing my um, foot out. What, I mean, is there any sort of general advice? I mean, do, do I, should I stop squatting? Should I squat with heavy weights? Should I do any, should I stretch? Should I mobilize? What 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 should I do now? I know it's a very non-specific yeah. question, yeah. but but if you've got any advice to listeners in, in that respect, I think the thing is, well, one yeah, go out and analyze your squat, have a look at it, see what's happening. But you need to see what's happening with an empty bar. Yeah. So put that empty bar on you, then film every lift up through through your set and see where. So you set, what do you mean by your set? Sorry, yeah. Uh, so each and every set. So you you might do a set of five reps. Okay. So with the do bar. five reps with the bar. Then you'll st- go through your normal warm up protocol. Okay. But try and if we're testing the squat, let's just stick little weights on there. Okay. So you don't so, want you don't want them lifting heavy. Uh, I want them just to start light and build up and find. Let's find this zone of. You've probably got enough heavy lifts on your phone anyway. The, the nature of CrossFit, <laughs> they uh, they do like to film a lot. Yeah. Um, I've noticed. And uh, so they've probably got some heavy lifts on there. So they see it they, and they know it. Most people know they've got weight shift. But the thing is, they don't know where that weight shift occurs. If it's no. happening with the empty bar, then times that by 100 kilos, it looks worse. Yeah. Right, so if it is happening with the empty bar, you need to see if it's happening with the empty bar. Then go is, right. that, is that the most common, the weight shift? Is that the thing we see, you see the most when you're looking at, uh, looking at trying to analyse and work with squatters that you see? a left-to-right difference instead of uh, sort of forward-to-back or side-to-side difference? Is that what you see in a sort of that the it's one leg more dominant than another? Is that, yes, is, that, yeah. that is the common thing. Okay. And that, that seems as well, like, I'll obviously look at everything and that imbalance, that weight shift, will block your depth. But we're stubborn and a lot of the time there's a lot of weight on the bar so the, yeah. better, the weight of the bar will help get you down in position. But if that pelvis is imbalanced, then that is going to be the reason why you start to see some of the 
traditional faults of a tuck under, of all these other faults, knees coming in, or you will see all that because of shifts. Yeah. Um, so they're sometimes the secondary thing to the balance of the squat. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the example you gave there, I've never heard that tennis ball example before where you throw it yeah. into the floor. And then I think that, that's, that's rid of it in, in, in all sports. Uh, uh, the, the energy transfer is so important to overcome the load in front yeah. of you. And uh, that example there where if you know, you'll, you'll, you'll push back at the same angle you came down. Yeah, you know, or always you throw the ball into the floor, it will rebound at the same angle you threw it into the floor. Of course, yeah. so so I mean, for me, that's just in, in a fantastic example, and I feel like I can use it in, in in many facets of coaching. But you know, you're squatting down to the right, you're coming up towards the left, and you don't yeah. want to come up towards the left. You want to come up towards the top. Yeah. you're trying to go upwards, so you're yeah. using energy, you're using incredible amounts of energy to go left instead of go up. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it seems it seems logical. That, that we need to be addressing this left to right issue. So what is it you're doing? How are you addressing? What what's the problem? Is it if I if I squat down to the right, is it because the right's weak, the left's weak, the right's tight, the left's tight? Why am I squatting down to the right and what do I do about it? Yes. <laughs> it's, it could be all of those. Yeah. Uh traditionally it's a strong leg. Okay. Um I alluded to it in the previous uh, the previous podcast. Okay. Um like with my daughter. Uh, yeah, going upstairs. Going yeah. upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. Like the dominance is the strong leg. Yeah. Uh, is traditionally the one that we use the most. Yes. Like so, I I'm a left leg dominant. I yeah. kicked a ball with my left leg. Yeah. That was my sport. That was my power leg. The people I have the most interest with are the, um, and I don't often get a leg dominance wrong. So I'll see a leg dominance, and I'll go up to the person and say, "Are you left leg dominant or are you right leg dominant?" Yeah. When I get it wrong, I normally have a problem. Yeah. Because that's a huge yeah. dysfunction. It's a huge uh, dysfunction. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. They're yeah, right leg, but the left leg's dominant. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. I've had it. Uh, I've only had it two or three times, but yeah, I've had people, okay. people with that. Okay. So, we're saying probably the key element of a squat is we're looking at the left to right side, which the, which is the dominant yeah. side. And, and again, as we talked about in our muscle podcast, we're talking about having equal contribution yeah. to 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 work yeah so we if we're a business and we've got four people working there we'd like all four people to be pulling their weight yeah and so what you're saying here is the left leg's not pulling its weight yeah so what do you do what do you what's what's the, what's the program now for le, for the for the listener there who can see they go over to the right hand side they can see they use the right leg more and they trust you they believe in you so now they need to get the left leg working what do i do now Lunge. Okay. Um, how, how many, many times? Uh, how many times have you squatted? Yeah, good answer. Um, loads of reps. Like I say, it takes, it takes repetition. Uh, so it's 10,000 uh, 10, repetitions to learn the studies from Denmark. Can you remind me on the statistics again? Yeah. It was uh, the yeah. exact statistics. Yeah. 10,000 uh, apparent. I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah. how you can... How you can come to that conclusion or find that research is pretty yeah. amazing, but yeah, but a, a, a new motor skill it needs to be performed ten thousand times, yeah. and a, um, a an existing motor pattern that needs changing is up to eighteen thousand times. I mean, if you're squatting as many as many times as as you're alluding to in in CrossFit, yeah. um, you're probably squatting ten thousand times a month. 
you know, if, yeah. Uh, I mean, my uh, my cyclist, uh, uh, if we're doing a, just a lunch session, we're five six hundred. Yeah. You know, ten se- ten sessions of that, and you know, we're at we're at six hundred. So, yeah. You know, um, same for my guys. Yeah, they're, they're very. Sorry, they yeah. do a lot of reps. Yeah. Um, yeah. So repetition is one of them because obviously we need to 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 encourage that that leg to work. Um, because if we stay if we stay quite short with the reps like you you've not fatigued you've not created enough demand for the body to to be more to be more balanced yeah cool because that was actually going to be my next question you said you just mentioned briefly there high reps and we'll, I'll push you a little bit on that shortly yeah. um, but I was going to say isn't there you say high reps but isn't it just a, a quicker way of doing it and put some more weight on and create a, a greater stimulus or a greater demand well, the thing with the high weight is the body will go to the movement pattern that it knows the most, the neurological pathway that's most ingrained, and that's and it's going to find the easiest, which is where the strength is, which is your right leg dominance. It's okay. what it's done. That's ingrained. That's that's where it's that's where it's staying. Um, so it's actually approaching it and coming up from the bottom. So come from the bottom up with the lighter loads. If you're if you're expressing imbalance with light loads, then you're expressing imbalance with with heavy loads, um, so it's trying to correct out that that bottom, that bottom end of the squat. Um, obviously, the the thing with the like you're saying, what do I do? Um, we lunge, but then we have to assess the hips for for um, tightnesses. Hmm. Um, or uh, another option is, you might have an unstable leg, and the body's going to sense that it's going to drive off the most stable base it can. Yeah, of course. So if it has a stable right leg, not only a strong right leg, but a more stable right leg, it's never going to want to drive off the left, not just because it's weaker, but also because it it senses, it has a sense of there is no, there's nothing solid about that left leg, so I, I can't use it to, to push off from and create force. I mean, just <clears throat> as I say, my my um, squatting expertise is, is limited, but my understanding of uh, neurology yeah. isn't... <laughs> And uh, the, for the body to make a decision that having using my right leg to that capacity instead of my left leg must mean the left leg it doesn't trust the left leg particularly. Yeah. You know, for it to because the body's quite clever at knowing the best way to overcome the load subconsciously. So I mean, if it's taking the decision that I don't want to use the left leg in this, or I want to use it a diminish the ability, it must make the decision that the left leg isn't worth much. Yeah, uh, if it you know if the shift exactly. is fine, so so getting that left leg going would 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 be would give incredible performance benefits, wouldn't it? Yeah, because again we go back to where's the where's the force going? We're getting yeah. back to that straight up, straight down tennis ball. Okay, so so we're going high reps. Uh, yeah. Lunges is one example, but I mean yeah. lunges you're using the right leg as well. So yeah. aren't, aren't you just just making the right leg right leg stronger? And uh, and the left leg state, are you keeping the balance in balance the same? Do you want to drop the right leg completely, not use it, or can the right leg get stronger whilst the left leg's getting stronger? And so, how, how do you manage the program in there? Is there a ratio you use left to right, or it depends on how uh, how bad the imbalance is? Um, sometimes I might drop the right leg. Sometimes we might double up. Sometimes just like the left leg. When you say double up, if you double up left to right, yeah, so you do double on the left, yeah, to right. Okay. So we're always working the right because we we need to train the new pattern on the right. It's mm. been working dysfunctionally, so we need to 
the training is we might have some associated tightness in that right hip that we need to stretch out, give it new range. Um, so we need to still work the right side. Um, or sometimes just letting the left leg decide the session. So the left leg starts every set, whatever amount of reps the left leg gets to. If it's starting to tap out at six reps, then the right leg does six reps. Mm. So it kind of we, we only move up with the threshold that the left leg can cope with. Yeah, that's a nice concept. Yeah, it's a really nice concept. Um, <clears throat> so what other exercises are there other than uh, lunges? What other exercises are you using for the left leg there? Or what sort of program design? Single leg pistols, but yeah. pistols on a box rather than people worrying about. Um, so they're just traveling straight down on a box and the yeah. box height can vary depending on their range of motion and flexibility. I mean, that's a, in a sense, that's a good test in itself. Can you, can you travel down through full range on the, on the other leg? Yeah. Not bringing the leg up in front because that changes, well, actually it's, it's changing the mechanic of the squat. Yeah. Um, and the angles at which you need to use the leg going straight down with that leg is more like doing a normal squat yeah. so it would be quite on a high, on a high box yeah. with that leg yeah. travelling straight down um, that's one test in itself and if you can't get the range there then if you're not strong enough to move your own body then you're going to miss out on uh, you like say you're fighting yourself to get out of the squat yeah. so if we can just work that so that's another way um, I don't often use them, um, but I know some people do. Bulgarian split squats are a possibility. Okay. Um, but then you've got to assess: is the person got a good enough balance to be able to cope with the Bulgarian split squat? Um, okay. It's basically um, a squat where people have the foot raised upon a bench and uh, oh, okay. and squatting down. Okay. Um, Apparently, they, they 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 do them a lot in Bulgaria. Yeah, yeah, so I would suggest. Um, yeah, uh, so that's it really. Uh, they're the kind of the lunges, uh, pistols so with lots of legs. repetition. Yeah, lots even of... squatting with different foot positions. Yeah, is another another option like just uh, manipulating the positions of the feet to encourage the hips to work differently. Okay, so bringing um, the, the left leg forward would increase the demand on the left leg. Yeah. Compared to the right leg in yeah. the squat. Okay. And again, high reps. When we're talking high reps, are we talking hundreds, thousands? I mean, I know we talked about the yeah. development there in one session. Are you are you worried about then overuse of a weak leg like the left leg? Um, um, it depends because I'll <coughs> normally as I'm going through the through the session, I'll be if I see that someone some people get just get better and better. Yeah. As the session goes on, then some people get better in the session and then they start to tail off and fatigue out yeah so it's then seeing that they're fatiguing out so then they need just slightly different so you're actually watching them and managing yeah and people listening at home there you know even though we're talking about many reps and low low weight and many reps they still need to maintain the quality of that as they're trying to rebalance that and so okay so um we're about there we're going to wrap it up last question with this yeah. How quickly can uh, the listener expect a result there? If he's, you know, let's say we go up now, looking to squat, right leg is dominant. I start doing left leg lunging, two leg lunging, stand on a box, drive the left leg, try and get the glutes and the left going. Thinking about having my toes straight, back up. How you know? I mean, I was different from person to person, but how quickly? How quickly do we have an adaption there? Um. In terms of like, I, I normally see most results with the majority of people 
uh, straight away. Okay. Um, in that session, right. at the lighter loads, the yeah. transfer to the to the heavy loads. That's the that's a funny thing because that's so ingrained, that's so neurological. And I say we, that's why we have to create that neurological pathway. Yeah. In the lighter loads, because yeah. if we just keep going to that heavy load and reinforcing that right leg, we keep that signal, that motorway, going there, um, and uh, that's where the the game is. So the bottom end can come pretty quickly. So I've had some people who literally can't overhead squat, and within one session they're overhead squatting. Yeah. Like. I right mean, we haven't covered there. any of that. We haven't covered the overhead yeah. squat, front squatting. We've yeah. sort of done a basic introduction here yeah. to to squatting and. And what and what just one element really of what people can look at. And I think I, mean, I think, I think the, the viewers would like the listeners would like yeah. at some point for us to also go a little bit further into the the lower back mechanics and the sacroiliac mechanics. But yes. we'll, we'll do that another time. Yeah. Sorry, you were, you were. Well, I think the overhead squat. If, if anyone's going to test anything, the overhead squat's the one. Okay. It's, it's the it's a big test, um, and that's where like I say it's the one squat that most people fail on. Yeah. They can't. They struggle to get in the position that highlights a lot of the weaknesses. So we'll so, we'll we'll perhaps take squatting part two as the overhead squat. Um, yeah. We'll plan that, and uh, we'll have some. If you have any questions that we you'd like to get into us before we take overhead squat, um, yeah. we'll we'll get that going. It'll be in the new year, so that'll be nice. Good. Thank you for your time, Chelsea. I've been Thank sort you, of sir. running around here with my basket catching the nuggets. The little gold nuggets that have been flying out everywhere. Um, so it's just just nugget yeah. collecting. Uh, <laughs> um, is Gemma back next week? She, she, it's getting I soon. So. I think it's we might be getting soon. We might have Gemma back soon. Um, the Christmas special. The she's classroom. back for the Christmas special. Look out for that one. Look out for the Christmas special. That will be on the 20th of uh, December. No, I don't think Gemma's back next week. Um, so we'll have to plug on. Um, we'll cope. We'll get through it. We, we miss end. her, but we're, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. But um, she does bring balance to the force. Yeah, she does. Good. Take it easy, buddy. Cheers, Phil.